Should a married couple have separate or joint bank accounts? Keep listening and find out. How many bank accounts should we have? An all too common question all time. that we get from married couples. Mm-hmm. And there is no shortage of advice out there <laughs> on the internet or on TikTok or on YouTube. Or from the guy down the street. Yeah, your from your, your neighbor's cousin's brother's plumber <laughs> has, has a thought on this. <laughs> And not all thoughts and opinions are created equally. Mm. Not all come from good experience. True. Not all are born from a healthy money mindset. And not all are grounded in truth. Mm. That sounds important. That is one little factor, (laughs) just a tiny little sliver of the component, but it's factored in. And today we're going to talk about that because we we just get asked about this a lot. And I'd say there's kind of two flavors to this question when we get it. Sure. There's like, well, just how many bank accounts should we have? And that's an idea of we will find some people out there that are saying, okay, we should have a groceries account and a home account and a savings account and a saving for your car account. And you got 12 checking accounts and six savings accounts. And that's just crazy. That's not what we're talking about today. No. The other part of that question then is, well, how do we handle our money here as a couple? Mm-hmm. Do we have his checking and her checking? Where do the where do the paychecks go if we both work? Do we have a his savings and a hers savings? Mm-hmm. And we are going to talk about, is there benefit to having joint bank accounts? And we're just going to let the cat out of the bag. We are pro-joint bank accounts. Absolutely, till the day I die. And we're going to talk about why in this episode. Uh, But you're right, John, that there are different kind of flavors and takes on it. Mm -hmm. Some people are just asking purely from a practical standpoint. Oh, they just don't know what to do. They don't don't know how to set up kind of the brass tacks of how to run their money. Mm -hmm. And then there's that spiritual, theological, sacramental Mm. question of, like why how should we handle do this? we yeah. need to have joint bank accounts and if we're going to go set up separate ones does that is that is there something wrong there you know yeah. they're asking kind of from that space and so we're going to talk about both of that uh in this episode Ooh. i recently was working with a coaching client mm-hmm. and we we work with um we probably we only we have very limited coaching spots i think we only coach people maybe one or two times a month mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that we offer on a, on a, on a regular basis. So if that's something that would be beneficial to those of you who are listening, uh, it's an hour long session with me and we do an incredible deep dive into all your numbers and to whatever obstacle is manifesting right now in your life. And we tackle our way through it. Mm-hmm. This particular person that I was working with, this coaching client came to me about one thing. Mm. It was more about retirement and the future and we discovered in this conversation that her and her husband faithful catholics sacramental marriage they've had separate bank accounts separate financial realities separate everything money-wise 
their entire marriage of, I, I forget what it was, maybe 15 or 16 years. And, you know, we talked about that gently. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Gently, you know, because you can't just say, we take baby steps towards things, right? We don't just overhaul everything in an instant. <laughs> so it wasn't the moment to, you know, come down and be like, you have to. What you know. are you doing? <laughs> You're crazy. No, 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 no. I coached gently, but I also, I brought it up. It was, a, it was, you know, we're here we are. We think out here's the problem. Mm. The problem's actually this. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the session, I was able to ask her, you know, like what, kind of fruits you think came up from this? What action points are going to be priority? And talking money with her spouse. She said it was an unexpected, Mm. but she realized how vitally important this was to not only talk about things, but then get a path to actually merging their money and having joint accounts. Mm. So that kind of sparked this whole episode of, oh my goodness, how many people out there are, are limping along here? Not even knowing that disunity over the money is affecting your sacramental marriage. Okay, we can't, no. Nope. And we're going to dive into how to remove that. Okay, so what's out there? What's even out there? What kind of advice is out there around should I or should we not have merged financial accounts? How many bank accounts? You know, we brought that up earlier. So first, there's this empowered, quote-unquote, feminist stance staunchly rooting for separate bank accounts. Oh, oh, like militantly, you cannot ever get a joint bank account with your, with your spouse, and they won't even say, partner. yeah, they'll say partner, they won't even say husband, uh, because, you know, he's going to... You can't tuck away money in case you got to get out it's, someday. It's, or you don't want a man telling you that you can't buy this or that. Mm-hmm. It's built on distrust. Yes. It's built on, well, you know, I did say we were going to be together till we die. Death do us part. Better or worse. Richer or poor. All that. But I don't know. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Or we say we love each other. And that we want the best for each other, and we're, and we're you know, we we are a family here together. We're raising kids together, but I don't really know if I trust that you have my best, mm-hmm. my best um, welfare in mind. Yeah. So I have to take care of it myself. Yes. And I have to keep this back yeah. for me. Yeah. What it communicates That's is what that. Built on. Yeah, I need to take care of me, and I need to have an exit strategy. Because I don't trust that this is going to work out. And I've always got kind of a parachute to bail Mm -hmm. if need be. Now, let's not just say that this is coming up from thin air out of nothing. How many, you know, women have we seen or heard or met where the men in their life failed them? They stayed home with the kids. They raised them. Maybe they, they didn't pursue career opportunities. And all of a sudden, he has an affair or he is an alcoholic or whatever happens, and they bail in their 40s or 50s even, and this woman is stranded with no real means to provide for herself or her children anymore, and he's ghosted. So we do have a, we have a crisis in our culture of fatherhood and mm-hmm. husbands. 
Mm-hmm. So that that is one thing. But the solution is not let me develop a a back exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's never the solution. The solution is raising our men to a higher standard. The solution is communicating in your marriage and getting way ahead of these things before they'd ever even happen. And that can be done through lots of different strategies. Finances do play a role into that. And being united in your money can help you spot or see some of these things that could be divisive and toxic earlier Mm -hmm. than if you didn't have the united money. So, okay, so there's the empowered feminist. That side of the spectrum. Yep, don't ever unite your money to a man. He's going to screw you. (laughs) That mentality. And then as we work our way down, maybe more towards the middle, there's the just like, hey, you do you. You If it works, it works. You want joint? Do joint. You want to keep it separate? Just keep it separate, man. You don't need to go down to the bank again. Just easy. That is, if there, you do you might be the cultural slogan. (laughs) Oh, and there just has... It sounds good, but it's so toxic. Mm -hmm. It's so relativistic. Yeah, Uh, it will not. It's so namby pamby. It won't firmly land anywhere. It just doesn't help anybody, right? (laughs) Oh, you want to drink paint thinner instead of water? You do. You go ahead. You want? That's what you want. That's what you do. (laughs) You want to destroy your life and your health and all that? Okay, you do you. And it's this idea of. Yeah, it basically just boils down to convenience and preference. That there isn't really any sort of moral weight to either direction. There isn't really a rightness to which path you're going to choose. So just choose whatever. It's the ultimate hallmark of relativism. And it's deadly. Yeah. Because it doesn't get anybody anywhere. It just keeps you lost and confused. Mm. Feeling like you're the problem. But really, it's just nobody around you is willing willing to draw lines in the sand and tell you what needed to be what. From real experience. Do you desire to get on the same financial page with your fiancé or spouse but don't know how? All too often, we meet Catholic couples who assume the sacrament of marriage will be enough to prevent money fights. But it doesn't. Inviting God into your finances, intentionally merging your money, creating a unified vision for your future, and understanding prudent money habits is what will. If that sounds exactly like what you need, join us in an upcoming workshop we're leading on October 27th at 7.30 p.m. Central. It's called Money Together. We're leading the three-part workshop live in one night with the goal of helping you get on the same financial page once and for all. Go to WalletWin.com slash money together to register now. That's WalletWin.com slash money together. All right, this last one is the One Flesh Union Joint Bank Account Crowd, of which we are firmly a part. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Nailed it! (laughs) We are absolutely pitching our tent, parking the RV. Planting the flag. In that camp. Oh, yeah. You are married, you are one, you are called to leave behind a life built around yourself, Mm. and you are now, you are dead to the old man, to the man who was alone. You are now a one flesh union, Mm -hmm. two people trying to become one. It's a really hard process. That's why marriage is (laughs) so sanctifying and good, but your money has to be part of this. 
You cannot just say, oh, we're so united. We pray together. We, we, you know, we don't use any contraception, you know, all blah, 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 blah. But oh, our money's a mess. We fight about it and we have separate accounts. Mm-hmm. Nope. You don't get to do that. This one flesh union needs to spill over into your finances as a couple. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother in his own bank account and cleaves to his wife and they become <laughs> joint account owners. Okay, that's not what it says in Genesis Genesis twenty one twenty four, but it might as well, right? You're becoming one flesh. You're in this together. The two become one. And if you really believe that the two become one in marriage, well, then how could you even possibly have different separate accounts? Mm-hmm. That would be you splitting yourself in half to have two different accounts. Yep. You are one. Have one account. It only makes sense to choose the third option. And I'll say, we're going to get into some of the why, like the big deep why this makes sense. But it's so much easier. Oh, it's so like, much more convenient. Like, I don't know maybe how you stumbled onto this podcast because it's called The Catholic Money Show. But if you're not Catholic and you and all that, do this anyway. Yes. It's just practically absolutely. better. I, I had friends, um, they, oh. they'd recently gotten married and they had separate accounts. And it, it oh, and I was, most people they knew, and they then knew you I said, did Wallet Win. I was yes. like, talked to them about it a little bit. And she was just like, yeah, you know, like I, you know, I'll just pay for the, the groceries or he pays the rent or we've seen, you can you, see on it on Venmo. Venmo because a lot, if you don't click yes. private, you see what the deal is. Always click private. Yes. Um, it's spouses. Paying each other sending back. Sending money back and forth. It's For going out to eat. Insane. Or money for the rent. Or it's like. Yes. It's just nutty. Like it just is practically ridiculous. Yes. If you just had one account, you wouldn't have to have any of that back and forth stuff. Right. And so, no. And you really just need a joint checking and a joint savings. Yeah. Possibly, depending on your temperament, an additional mm. joint savings if you would like to keep fund. your rainy day fund away from kind of your everyday savings that you're doing for the next car or the mm-hmm. vacation or whatever, and you just can't mentally handle those things being in the same tub, fine. <laughs> but that's like, that's three and probably two. And it go it flies in the face of, I've seen people online that are fans of the joint, but they'll say, have seven bank accounts. And this one transfers to this one, which transfers to this one, which pays this, which oh, pays that. Yourself oh, it's a long. huge nightmare. And then what happens if you get sick and you just need a well-oiled machine, mm-hmm. an automated banking system where money comes in automatically and all your bills are on auto pay. And, you know, it's just seamless and easy. Mm-hmm. That is what we are all about. Why are we making this harder than it needs to be? Now, I will say the one tiny little caveat here is if one spouse is a business owner and the other spouse is not in that business. business. Now, if they're Jonathan and I, we own a business together, Mm -hmm. 50-50 LLC, and we are on the banking accounts for that. But Jonathan owns a separate uh, business, which... Mm -hmm. We'll share here on the podcast at some point, um, building websites. Mm-hmm. And I am not on the bank account because I can't be on the bank account You're because not I'm owner. not an owner of the business. But mm-hmm. I have 
the login credentials, and I do log in at least twice a month. I log in more than I do. <laughs> just to do your bookkeeping for you. <laughs> oh, I log in way more than you do. I pay myself from there. <laughs> anyway, it's that, that would be if you can't be on the account because it's a business something, you at least need to have the login credentials. And that's really, it's all about that transparency. So... Mm-hmm. John, let's get into some of the the points we want to make here. And this may be a good segue. When you said you're coming in to the bank account for my business to pay, you said to pay myself because your you're money paying me. is our money. But yeah. exactly what it's I have is thing. what you have. It's mm-hmm. the exact same thing. Yep. Because that is the the big deal here in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph sixteen oh one. For those of you playing along at home. It says, the matrimonial covenant by which a man and a woman establish between themselves a partnership of the whole of life resembles Christ and his bride, the church, vulnerable, exposed, open, total, and complete. A partnership of the whole of life. life. Mm. Everything. Everything. And Humana Vitae, it says, husband and wife through the mutual gift of themselves, which is specific and exclusive to them alone, develop that union of two persons in which they perfect one another, cooperating with God in the generation and rearing of new lives. And so with kind of, we see in both of these um, declarations of the church uh, in in these texts, these characteristics, features, and kind of the demands of married love, right? We've heard it before in different talks, but mm-hmm. um, the hallmarks are that it's free, that it's total, that it's faithful, and that it's fruitful. So the goal is a total shared life and complete unity. And so joint bank accounts are what we teach married couples to set up to better foster this complete sharing of the whole of life. Since money touches so many aspects of our lives, it's just so disjointed and jarring when this is something that a married couple is separate on. Not only does it cause additional things to have to manage, but then it is just ripe for frustration. It's ripe for, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send my sister who's bad with money a little bit of money to cover the the tire blowout she had, but I'm not even going to tell my husband because he'd freak. It's it's set mm-hmm. up for kind of that stuff. Not even, I mean, that's a small, pretty common thing that I would, I would say could happen in a situation mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it lends its hand to even bigger financial infidelity issues. Yeah, Be- because what it does, it undermines the whole idea here that we're in us now. What we have is our life here together. Yep. And it's it's separating off a chunk of that to be mine and me and what I want to do, mm-hmm. when I want to do it, and how I want to do it, and to the degree I'm going to do it. It's for me to decide because this is mine. Mm-hmm. Instead of a full, total giving of yourself, of, of the labor that you put in at work, of the money that comes in when you you know, when you do work or you sell something or whatever it is, instead of 
giving that to your family, even if it's just the two of you in, in your family. Instead of giving that to the family, you're holding it back for yourself. And money, oh, golly, money touches so many parts of our life that that attitude of me and mine is going to find itself into all these other areas of your marriage. Yep. So there you have it. Our defense of joint bank accounts. Now, if this, if, if listening to this episode has kind of pricked your conscience a little, maybe, okay, ooh, that stung a little, Jonathan and Amanda. Okay, we've, we've definitely got some room to grow. Maybe, you know, you don't have all your accounts kind of together, or maybe money is an actively contentious you might, source. You might have joint bank accounts, but you're not managing it together. It's not a unifying aspect yes, in your life. Yes, right. And it's still a source of frustration. Please join us at our Money Together workshop. We are going to be hosting it live on Thursday night, October 27th. So if you want to join us for a few hours where we're going to dive in and we are going to remove every roadblock keeping you and your spouse from being on the same financial page once and for all, you got to be there. You got to join us because this is the foundation that you need to start getting momentum as a team. So we're going to talk well beyond just the joint bank accounts. This is one component of living in the one flesh union around your money. Uh, but the foundation that goes underneath that and sits under all of the money skills that uh, we teach here at Wallowin, it's going to be talked about in the Money Together workshop. So join us. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time. And you can learn more about that with the link in the show oh. notes or at <laughs> walletwin.com slash money together. Started to jump the gun. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating for us over on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. We have so many of you who listen to uh, the podcast and you email in and you let us know that you love the episodes, but we're a little shy on reviews. And when you go ahead and leave reviews and tell people, you know, what are the, the big tips or the walkaways? Uh, takeaways that you've gotten from here on the episode, it helps them to find it and then begin to implement those things in their life. So if you could do that, we would be oh so thankful. Now I'm not jumping the gun. Until next time. Bye for, Bye now. for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.